I do have more questions, but I actually have one more surprise. Oh my God. um, This is, I feel like I'm going to (laughs) combust. We're going to, I don't know if we can do this, but hopefully we can. But I want to bring in a special guest. Oh my God. And they're so nervous. Welcome back. This is not even close to a usual episode of this podcast. Let it out. My name is Katie. This week, we have a VIP here, a very important person to me, to everyone that they know, Sasha Jones. If you've been listening to this show for any length of time, you know her because I talk about her all the time. And if you don't, I introduce her at the beginning of this conversation and tell you more about who she is and what she does. But basically every year for the last many, she has come on to host this podcast for the last episode in April. And this year, she's really outdone herself. In case you thought I was a great actress, I was just shocked (laughs) and I'm being interviewed, which only happens once a year. My hope with this show is that it just keeps you company. And you know that I love a famous list. And there's this list from 1942 by Woody Guthrie. And it's written in his handwriting with sketches in the margin. I've probably talked about it before, posted about it before. And if you want to see it, let me know and I'll send it to you. There's so many good ones on this list. There's 33 and it's his New Year's rulings. They're so good. Number 17, don't get lonesome. Number 18, stay glad. I'm not going to read all of them, although maybe someday I will. But I bring this up because of number 23, which is have company, but don't waste time. And I've been thinking a lot about company. It's different than connecting. Company is just having someone around. I always think about the movie, A Single Man, where they're just sitting on the couch reading separately, but they're together. And I love that so much. I love having company and not wasting time. So I hope that this podcast can be your company and doesn't waste your time. It might be an odd conversation to start with, but I'm so grateful that you're here. You're going to love Sasha as much as I do. Here's the conversation that we recorded over Zoom. She was in New York in her apartment in the East Village, I think, or maybe she was upstate. And I was here in my place in L.A. Okay. <sighs> we did it. Maybe we should take these first. The deep breath thing should happen first. Let's do that first. I like that a lot. <laughs> okay. Let it out. <sighs> <sighs> oh, 
Uh, that's <laughs> very I'm well. So happy to be here with you. Thank you for also rescheduling this last week when I was very ill. <laughs> no, did you have food poisoning? I'm not sure what it, I feel like it couldn't have been food poisoning because it lasted more than a day, right? So doesn't oh. that mean it must have been like a doesn't food poisoning only last a day? Generally, like 24 hours. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Yeah, it must have been like a bug or something, but yeah, I could have done it that day. And who knows, maybe I would have been like extra loose and it would have been better. <laughs> or maybe you would have been running the loo a lot. <laughs> uh-huh. And just kind of gross, feeling, feeling <laughs> gross, sounding gross. Anyway, we'll never know. There's always next year for, <laughs> for the poop cast. Um, well, I'm really, really happy that you're here and I'm happy to be talking to you anytime I'm talking to you, but especially this yearly, I don't even know how we started doing this, but I think we started doing this definitely before I moved to New York. And we were saying before we started recording that we recorded one of them in your apartment a couple of years ago. And then I definitely remember recording a couple times when I was still in Michigan. And then I know we did it the last two years, but I it's really vague in my memory the last two years of us doing yeah. it here. I'm glad you said that because I was feeling guilty for feeling vague. The early, I was like, I don't really remember that much. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I couldn't tell you what we talked about at all. I know we did it. And I know, and I know I must have re-listened and edited it. No, no recollection at all. And I know that I remember really well the one that we recorded in person in your apartment. I remember that day really well. I remember being on like a real high then. And I guess it just goes to show memory and how, how funny memory is. And this is something I've, I've thought about more recently i guess post pandemic because we all have been on zoom more often i remember the conversations that i've had in person for this podcast so much more than i remember the zoom recorded ones and i don't know exactly why that is because i still I'm there for both of them and I'm still re-listening after, but there's something about everything before and after meeting up with someone in person and the details that it stays in my mind so much more. Yeah, I agree. I, I listened to a podcast that you, t- you spoke with a guy about the 3 a.m. conversation. Or something yeah, like yeah, Kyle Buchanan. Yeah, and you both talked about that then and I would really agree with you that there's something... There's something just about being in the same space that adds another sense or something, another sensorial experience to it, maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, I always remember where I was when I saw movies, even though I'm in a dark room, I can always say, oh, I saw that at the Angelica, I saw that at the Quad. Like, it's very strange, even years and years and years later. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I, I, always, I often think of that with, songs for sure you know like when you where you were when you first heard it or there are just certain songs where there was a song that I was thinking about this this LCD song that 
I heard in passing today as I was walking by somewhere and I remember listening to it a lot on a specific road trip. And then another bit of a song, I remember like a street corner I was on in New York where I listened to it a lot. And then I do that also even with, with podcasts. Like I'll do that with, like, I remember where I was when I heard an interview with someone or even, I think I was talking to you about this recently when we were talking about doing this, this winter in January, it was really, really rainy here. And there was one day where we were like using our phones as, as walkie talkies. And I felt like we were just like voice texting all day long. And I, I remember that really well. Like I, and I think it was because, and I've voice texted you many, many times and talked to you many times since and before that. But for some reason that day is more in my brain. And I think it was because it was like, there was a variance in weather here and, Anyway, memory is interesting. Do you feel do you feel that way? Absolutely. I can remember where I was leaving you particular voice texts and yeah. and where I hear certain podcasts or anything. Like I just I'm like, oh, I, I remember exa- exactly where. Like I was walking past the horses field or <laughs> it's so straight. Yeah. We've been talking about nostalgia somewhat often on this podcast and just in general. I'm wondering I feel like I don't know this about you, but I could guess you're pretty nostalgic, right? I am pretty nostalgic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's what I figured. Yeah. I always wonder if in part that is because I left the country where I was raised. Because I think I have a lot of memories about my youth. I mean, even silly, silly things like TV commercials that a lot of my British friends don't necessarily remember. And I wonder if because they they're just living there still and everything evolves and that's sort of like this frozen time capsule of the period of my life that I lived there. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Have you talked to them about that? Yeah. So I'll just say like I'll mention something which is so vivid in my mind and 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 I'm talking about sort of cultural references, not not personal stuff. And um and they don't really remember <laughs> those things. <laughs> huh, that's so funny. I mean, but it I, could just be your friends. It could be. Or it could be that I left. Or it could be my personality that I that I am quite nostalgic about things and memories and people. And I keep letters and I write letters. And I like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I guess a way to discover if the if that part is true or if if it's you or having left the country that you grew up in or just to expand on it I guess like what about with your friends in the East Village like do you feel like you remember more things generally than friends that you've had there for a long time I'm not sure I would have to I'd have to think about that one but it means yeah I'll get back to you a lot of I'm thinking about people who are second or third generation Americans, Mm -hmm. like Italian Americans is a good example of this, where sometimes you feel like the more Italian than actual Italians. And I wonder if that sort of comes from a sense of nostalgia as well, sort of nostalgia of the old country, even if you didn't live there, but it's your heritage. Yeah. Like holding on to something. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Of course, Stanley Tucci comes to mind. 
Oh, my favorite. Oh. Well, I want to get right into that in um, Big Night. What if I had a surprise for you? What if I was like, you know what, Sash, do you mind if we add another person to this podcast? Oh, well, for your birthday, maybe. Yeah, so this is your birthday podcast. Um, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I was going to like make the joke and be like, should we get, should we get started now? And I was going to introduce you. And let you introduce yourself. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So if people have been listening to this podcast for any length of time, they've definitely heard about you because I mention you all the time and I think about you all the time. If you are my friend and you're listening, they definitely know you for the same reasons. And if you've been listening since the beginning, which is I think pretty rare now <laughs> because pretty unlikely that someone's evolved along with me um i guess you have but yeah. <laughs> um, i don't know people people can tell us if they have been but every once in a while someone will, will tell me that they do and they will also remember you because you were one of my very first podcast interviews and since then we have remained and become very close friends we lovingly refer to you in this family as my non-birth mom and Mike, your husband, as my non-birth um, parents. And yeah, I mean, I, gosh, I guess you, I just had another memory of you being on the podcast when I was upstate with you and Mike yeah, um, for that that brief appearance <laughs> when we, when we uh, very funny now, it seems so far away, but we announced my breakup, which seems like such a big like deal thing to do. But I guess I felt like I needed emotional support to do that because every podcast episode for the next several months was going to be me asking everyone who I interviewed, you know, have you ever been heartbroken before? And what happened? Because I was doing that with everyone from like the, a taxi driver to someone I met on the street, (laughs) like whoever I was speaking to was all I had the, um, the ability as you know, better than anyone during that time to, to talk about so that so you've just been here so many times and i am so grateful for it and i wish you were here every week because i love you so much and you are incredibly talented and if for anyone who doesn't know you sasha is truly the best of the best she is i'll let you introduce yourself but i'll just um i didn't prepare this but she is a brilliant writer and artist and ceramicist and potter, I guess that's the same (laughs) synonym, and an officiant of weddings and cycles and someone who's taught me so much about herbalism and art and connection. And she leads these really beautiful groups of people through what you call cleanses, which are the opposite of what you think of when you think of like a juice cleanse. It's it's this really beautiful way to nourish people. You're a holistic health counselor, right? That's what yeah. I officially say what that is. I think I'm doing a terrible job and I'm missing like a lot of main things, but you've done so many things and done many things so, so well, done all of them so, so well. You had your picture taken by Bill Cunningham. I'm not sure why that's going in your bio, but it's just a fact I really like to share with people. You used to work at this 
bar in the neighborhood and you had this very special night where you would take away the plastic straws and you would put chlorella or spirulina in the drinks. I think it was chlorella, right? <laughs> yeah. Mint flavored chlorella. Mint drinks. flavored chlorella. Chlorella. Yeah. Well before it's time. This is well before <laughs> people knew what chlorella was. And I love that <laughs> fact about you. You also led this group called Downtown Explorers where you... I'll let you explain that because I think all of these things that I'm trying to explain, I'm, I have the person who, who made them here and you could do it. But anyway, you're just one of the most creative individuals, kindest individuals, funniest, coolest. And I'm really grateful that you're here. Oh, you make me sound better than I am, but thank you. Um, I, no, I don't even do you justice. <laughs> it's funny. I, really wanted to talk to you about this the idea of being a multi-potentialite and you kind of intuitively opened up that way i kind of had even forgotten a couple of the, the titles that i put on myself over the years as, but i think we're similar in that way that we both are multi-potentialites and interested in doing a lot of things would you say that's true about yourself or? yes 100% yeah i still feel that women who are like us are still regarded a bit as being a bit scattered or all over the place when we express a lot of different interests. And it's, it's very easy to kind of put that label of Jill of all trades and master of none. But I was so grateful to have this word multi-potentialite or Renaissance woman, because I think that it just, I don't know, it makes it feel, it makes it feel like it's okay to be that kind of person. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, I just, I am not a linear person at all. And I am interested in lots of things. And, um, and why not? <laughs> you know, why not? Yeah. I mean, I think at this point for both of us, we just have to accept it. I think I'm regurgitating something advice that you gave me actually probably years ago, but I had a real similar to when the, the season where I was only asking about breakups, I had a real, moment on this podcast that people might remember where I was asking that question like, do you ever feel like a master of none? Because I feel like I just am doing everything not that well. And and it's always a picture of what I'm contemplating internally, what I tend to ask people here. I can tell where I was by that. And I think there was a real season for me that we, I'm sure, spoke about at length where I was wishing or either comparing myself or just thinking like, wow, it must be so nice. I can really, and I know you've done this too, like I can look at friends of ours or people that that we both know or people that I know or even artists that I admire. And it does seem nice to get really, really good at something mm -hmm. and commit to something and excel at it. And I see the value in that. And sometimes I can yearn for that. But what I was going to say is that, you know, I think we're both at a point in our lives where we've gotten to where we just have to accept like that's not what we're going to do. We're not going to get really, really great at one thing. We're going to 
do a bunch of things. And I don't actually think that like you are a tremendous potter and like so many things you have mastered. So like, I don't think that's the the case for you. Actually, I, I'm going to argue that not um, out of like self-deprecation, but I, I'm, I really don't think that I'm an expert in as uh, certainly in the, in the arts. I really don't like I, I am still very, very clumsy and self-taught and, you know, whether that's sewing or knitting or pottery, like I'm, I'm, I make things in a very kind of, they're very flawed, (laughs) they're imperfect and I'm okay with that. I really am because I really, I just like to do lots of different things and I, I just can't imagine, even though, as you say, it would be really incredible to be like my friends Nona or Jesse or any of those potters who are just that is their job and that's what they do and they're just their work is so beautiful I would love to be able to, to create work the way that they do but I also know that I couldn't be just doing that I just know I can't yeah I don't know whether I'm if I'm a magpie I'm not sure if that's quite the right thing but I you know I'm if somebody introduces me to a new idea i'm like oh i want to try that i want to do shibori or cyanotypes or i don't know calligraphy like i just love 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 playing with things and some things stick around and i stay with them longer and i do get better at them but i don't think that i am a master at anything except maybe officiating weddings i think i'm good at that yeah (laughs) you're so good at that i mean well, first of all, what I'll say about your pottery, it's it's beautiful and I love it. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I do love the work that I make. I love it. But it, I, if you were to look at it with a very critical eye, you'd be like, oh, she's she's a beginner. You know, she's she's a novice at this. And that I am 100% comfortable with that. So. Sure. Yeah. And I think like, I, well, I'll, you know, Francis Ha is one of my favorite movies and there's so many lines from that movie I think of mm-hmm. often. And the one that I love the most is at the end where she says, I like things that look like mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I do like, I just, right before this, I was showing you around my apartment and I had, I had just reframed something and I just did it by accident and I was like, do you think this looks kind of cool actually? Like I, I like that. And something I've been contemplating a lot lately, like this season, maybe the thing I, I want, I can't stop talking about lately is focus because there was this episode a couple of months ago with Nadine Artemis and, and she, I really liked the way she spoke about focus. And it's been something that I've been contemplating and realizing that feels so good. Like it feels so good to be doing one thing. And I don't mean in this context of You mean at a time, right? Exactly. Asking. Yeah. Exactly. Like what we're doing right now. Neither yeah. of us are on our phones. We're not doing anything else. I love yeah. that's why that's one of the things I love about this. I like going on a walk with someone because we're just walking and talking. I like when I'm re- you know, it's and of course, we live in a world where our focus is going to get fractured all the time. And yeah. I am just at the point where I'm trying to cut out as many of those focus fractures that I can control as I can. I'm realizing I can either be on Instagram 
or I can do the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Like I definitely can't do both and at the same time. So I, yeah. I will very intentionally go on there for a bit, do what I need to do, post the work things I need to do, see what I need to see, and then get out of there. Yeah. And I can't really do it more than like once or twice a week. And that means I miss a lot of things and that's okay. And the same thing, even with email, it's like I can either catch up on my email all the time or I can be behind on email, but I've written my newsletter and I've gotten the the ads recorded and I've caught up with friends or I, I can, you know, I can kind of do one, like there's, you have to vacillate between these buckets and I'm just neat. I'm really understanding that my, from a macro level, I guess my propensity to, as we're talking about, do many things and have many interests also comes down in the micro of like in my day, I, I tend to do that too and bounce between things, but it's much better and more effective if I can really do one thing and then switch to the next, next thing. And of course, that's not possible every moment. Sometimes you, you know, there's a something that blindsides you and you have to deal with and, you know, put out fires or whatever. But for the most part, in a perfect world, that's what I'm aiming for. Yeah. It's complicated, I think, right? I mean, yeah. I think I was thinking about choices, which seems to kind of, go hand in hand with what you're saying it's like we we live in a time where there are so many choices that we have you know whether it's like the 50,000 streaming services and then when even with in each one of those the 5 million choices of films to watch or tv shows to watch or music or podcasts or there's that we are just bombarded with choices Mm -hmm. and even that can be overwhelming and and make us (laughs) A little crazy. Yeah. And I, and I was wondering, does that then, is that in complete contrast to what I was saying about being a multi-potentialite? I don't think so, but I kind of need in some ways to have an absence of choice. Like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're eating. This is where we're going. And this is what we're watching, which does seem to contrast with my desire to do lots of different things. But yeah, I don't know. Well, as I'm I'm like, do I just sound like a contradiction? <laughs> no, I don't think it's a contradiction. I think it's maybe a reaction, though. Like, I, I think I've heard the CEOs say this, right? Where, like, remember how they would talk about how Steve Jobs would wear the same outfit every day, right? And like eat the yeah. same few things. And it's yeah. because he had to like make so many decisions or yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing for us where, and also, you know, we have to keep in mind, like we live in a time of, of too many decisions, I think. And we both, well, much more in New York than I feel like here, but it's something I really actually like about being here. And I think you get this when you go upstate for sure. But, you know, most of your time in, in New York, there's so many decisions and so many things you could do. And it's all, you know, Carolina would always talk about it as a circuit, right? Like you can, at any time you can unplug and be in your apartment or you can plug into anything. And that is both so cool and so overwhelming. And I think if we can take away as much choice as possible, because in my day, this is such a luxury I don't have to be anywhere or do anything. There are a million things I could do and want to do and should do, perhaps. I It's on me to choose the order. It's on me to choose where I do them often and how long. And I think it makes sense that... But I also eat like the same four things at all times, you know, every day. Mm-hmm. And I, I wear like the same 
to outfits pretty much. And I go to the same, you know, I, and, and that's actually one thing that I, the, the pandemic I think did for us is it took away a ton of choice. I think me moving here took away a ton of choice and I just really rooted into a place where I think it's, it's similar to, to you and your, your house upstate where it's like, it does feel like a small town. And I really like that. I kind of know the characters here and I go on the same walk every day. And I, that has felt really correct for me in a way that I've never really had before anywhere else that I lived. And, you know, I'd often follow you around in the East Village, like, especially <laughs> during that time we were talking about earlier after I had that terrible heartbreak. We, I, I feel like this is like one of my favorite friend memories of us is how I would, I think there was like a two week period where I thought about this when you were like, I remember where I was when I saw movies. And this was the real lovely moment of time where uh, Sasha and I, not to brag, both had a service called Movie Pass. <laughs> <laughs> where we could basically go to movies for free. And we, and it wasn't there. I think there was like a special deal too, if you went during the weekdays before noon, right? Oh, that was a separate thing, but yeah. Oh yeah. Well, anyway, I remember going to see, there was some period, the queen, not the queen, some period, the wife. No, it wasn't a period piece. It was, oh, so intense. It was. Glenn Close. Yes. What is that film? I think it's the wife the wife anyway we, we saw that that kind of thing like we're seeing movies during the middle of the day i'm i'm literally like texting sasha every day like what are you doing are you going to yoga and then i would just like go to yoga with you go to do anything you were doing just to kind of like be around because i didn't want to be alone and i would go to yoga not wanting to do <laughs> yoga at all and just lay on my mat i was like an embarrassment to you <laughs> You were not. I do remember you being in child's pose the entire class one time. <laughs> I don't even think I mustered child's pose. I'm pretty sure I was just laying down. And the other thing that made you laugh is I would I would often wear two pairs of pants. <laughs> so I would wear like a pair of leggings and then I would also wear like a pair of jeans or something but I would bring I would wear my jeans into the yoga room and then like just very slowly unbutton and unzip and it looked like I was like just gonna take off my pants <laughs> funnily enough I walked past three jewels just this afternoon and thought of you because that was <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny because I had no concept that that looked funny until you pointed it out to me later. <laughs> I just remember the face of the guy standing behind you as you were just stripping down your outer pants. And My I have a feeling your like, leggings were like this color of your skin or something like that. They were, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> It was funny. <laughs> well, I'm a very big proponent. I mean, that's a pro tip. That is, feel free, anyone in a cold climate, that is one of the better ideas that I've ever had is wearing wearing two pairs of pants in New York like made the winter <laughs> so much better. <laughs> well, I actually, I have a bit of a surprise for you because I oh, have... Stanley um, Tucci's here? <laughs> Tucci's here, yeah. No, I have gathered a bunch of questions from some of your fans. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I want to cry. So I would love to dive in if that's okay, just because I want to be yes, aware. Yes, please, please, please. Um, and we could I keep love. shooting. I could keep 
telling yeah, stories love, all day. <laughs> and I would love to keep talking about sort of the concept of choice and absence of it and all those things another time because I just yes. think it's so so fascinating. But but yes, you have quite a fan club and many of the people I know as well. So or I know a little bit even. So that was it was fun to to just go and survey people about they want they want to know about you oh my god this is so yes. cool i'm like <laughs> i can't stop smiling this is incredible so the first person actually is not somebody that you've ever met but her name is mia vinyas and she um is somebody i gave your book to she's mm-hmm. one of my lovely young clients she's beautiful she's i think 21 now i gave her your book a few years ago and her question to you is what environment makes you feel the most comfortable to journal and access your feelings and thoughts? And I love that question because we talk a lot about like, what do you write and stuff, but I never really think about like creating that perfect environment. Mm. Hi Mia. That's so nice. I remember you telling me that you gave her my book and that's so nice. And that's such a cool question. I think to be honest, what I I had a lot of manufactured answers to anything journaling related, as you know, when the book came out, because I was doing like local news and like a billion podcast interviews and events and panels and whatever, which was so fun. But I was always, you know, I kind of had these like manufactured answers and I was about to say one, which I will say, but I think it's actually true. And I think the best way to journal is whichever way you'll do it you know, in the the best place, in the best, the best space. Genuinely, I think that that's true, especially because there's so much choice. There's so much coming at us. We're busy, all of it. And I find it so useful as a tool, journaling. And it's simple. It's free. I'm always so grateful that that's what I picked the book to be on because of those things. And yeah. like it will age well. But yeah genuinely i think it it changes like the best place for you to journal changes seasonally and where you are and how you're feeling and you know all of it but i'll i'll say what what i think now and i think also that it could potentially be another deterrent from doing it at all you know it could be like you're setting up the space and you're making it perfect and you're and then you're like well now i don't even like i don't even really have time to do this at all or like because you think you need to make the space perfect you just won't even do it at all or one just won't do it at all so for me i go through periods where i'm doing it really consistently and i go through periods where i'm not but sometimes it's a document on my computer that I just need to get something out really quickly. And I can type much faster than I can write. So that's one way that I do it. That's actually really effective because I think really quickly, I talk really quickly and I can just do that with some ease and just, you know, let out something that I'm, I'm needing to process to figure out how I'm thinking about something by writing about it. And then another way is a legal pad. And you know this, I've I've said this before, and I would often say this with when people would ask me, what kind of journal? Like, especially for a practice like Julia Cameron's morning pages, I really love a cheap legal pad that you can buy at CVS and just having it around because it's not 
cool. You know what I mean? Like it's not, or it's, I think it is cool. Maybe it's pre-cool or post-cool. I'm not sure, but it's, yeah. you're not going to be precious with it, which is cool. So I think that's great for that sort of a practice. And then if I'm really being idealistic, like, of course I have another journal that's like a light, light journal, like physically not heavy. And I keep that in my bag that I like go on my walk with. And if I'm really being, um, to answer this question, if I would have done this swiftly, but basically, ideally, I take that little guy to the coffee shop and I'm like sitting in the back in public and I'm, you know, writing and I'm also making lists and I'm also contemplating something. And, you know, that's, that's lovely. Like I really like journaling in, in that sort of way, but I'm probably not going to be like processing something heavy or letting out something I need to get out very quickly. If I'm like in a public space, sitting in the sun, like it's, it's going to be probably something pretty positive in that, in that sort of a space. Yeah. Um, so I think privately is where I'm going to, you know, really like write out something that I want to remember and need to process. So it really just, it really just depends. And another way that I, I, I guess I'll put this into journaling as you know, better than most people, I send a lot of voice texts and I find that that becomes my journaling a lot where I'm, you know, talking to Aaron and Noah in Australia or Bob and Carolina in New York or you or I don't really do this with many of my friends here because I see them in person, but often, you know, me responding to them or telling them about what's going on with me feels a lot like journaling and feels like this mobile um, version of me kind of, I'll, I'll figure out what I'm thinking and feeling about a situation as I'm telling it to a friend, which is a real luxury. And, and that's, I guess right now, my favorite way to journal. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because um, I think, when Julia Cameron wrote her book, these tools didn't exist for us. And she was very adamant about handwriting. But, you know, I I agree with you that writing, that typing on the computer or speaking into a machine is often way more effective of getting out those emotions, letting it out. Yeah. And it's just different too. You know, I think there's exactly, it's much quicker. And sometimes we just need that. Sometimes it feels urgent. Like it has to get out of, yeah. Exactly. And I think there is something to be said. And I always say this for the like hand to paper movement and that it slows me down. Like I actually think that's really good for me sometimes, but it's a different thing. Like when I really need to get something out, it almost feels frustrating. And I'm just like, okay, I just need to like type this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she and I have been talking about that idea of even just voice, um, voice notes to self. Yeah. Actually, when there's just such a like a a frustration that's old and it just needs to get out of our physical body. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's really effective. Jordan Bach said that on the podcast a couple of years ago that he would walk around New York City every single morning. And that was the way he did his morning pages. He would just record into his phone. And that was the first time I heard that. And that was so helpful to me because I did. I'm such an auditory learner and I as you know, I don't know what I'm thinking about something until I either talk it out with a friend, not to figure out their opinion, but to feel what I'm thinking about it by what I say. Right. Absolutely. Thank you. Very good answer. That was a very good question. Thank you. This, <laughs> I can't believe you did this. This is so nice of you. To, I, I'm, like, I'm really touched. I'm trying to see who to ask next. Which question? Okay. Carolina. Oh, she wants to know this what is, is so most- nice. <laughs> God, I can't believe it. 
what is the most luxurious? Or she said luxy, but I, or lux, but I wasn't sure like how to say that properly. So what is the most luxurious, top of the list, fun adventure you hope to go on this year? Oh, wow. That's so good. Okay. I'll keep this one tight. Well, I'm really excited to eventually come to New York and see you. Uh, and aside from that, I want to, and I've been saying this for two years or since, since I moved here and since I bought a car, but I want to go on a solo road trip and see more of California because I have really seen none of California. I haven't been mm. to San Francisco. I haven't been out of this city really at all. Honestly, out of this neighborhood much. So, which I also uh-huh. love, but I want to go on a solo road trip and stop along the way in different spots and make it up to San Francisco and come back. And it's really simple, but, and I'm really craving alone time. Like I want to spend mm-hmm. a lot of time alone and yeah. I, I, oh, I that's that. what I that's what I, I want to do. Your arms sticking out the window and the music and the yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, and I want to see people along the way, and I don't know, maybe I'll have someone like one person come with me, or I'm not sure, but that's really what I want to do. Gas is expensive though. It really is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the hybrid. I, it could be worse. Yeah, I can't believe you reached out to Carolina. This is so cool. <laughs> I'm like really. I'm really touched. This is wild. I feel like I just had a surprise party. <laughs> uh, so, Simi. Oh, would my like God. To this is so <laughs> touching. I, I'm, oh, my God. Uh, Simi wants to know, what are the things the people in your life have done for you that have made you feel the most loved recently? Oh, oh my God. That is so, what a good question. That's that a very funny so question. Yeah. Oh, it totally is a very sad yeah. question. Uh, well, this one hundred percent. This. Oh God. I mean, I feel so grateful and so loved. But, and I also, you know, I guess I've also felt disappointed lately. Like, if we weren't doing this today, I probably would have fired off like a bunch of messages on sort of how I was feeling over this weekend, which. You know, sometimes I do feel dis- disappointed by by friends, and and then really high highs from friends. And my my friend Isabel pointed out once that I talk about friendship and I contemplate friendship, and I also spiral or have anxiety spirals about friendship. Essentially, of like, is someone mad at me? Am I okay? You know, all of yeah. that is very strong in me because it's. I work alone. I live, you know, so it's really, and, and they've like, they mean so much to me. So it's just, I have to manage my emotions around the highs and lows of it, but okay. Let me just say the first thing that comes to mind to answer Simi's question. Um, Well, okay. This is kind of nice. This weekend, I felt so included in something and I felt like just a bunch of people invited me to something and several people checked in and invited me and i feel like i need 700 people <laughs> to like tell me that i'm invited to something for me to feel like i should go sometimes which is i know my stuff and i need to maybe work on that was nice and and that made me feel pretty loved that seems like an, a weird answer but no. yeah I, I feel like i no, could I think, think of- but it's those simple things really isn't it I often think it's little gestures frequently that remind us of, of being loved rather than sort of big demonstrative things or big words or, you know, I think it's just like those little touching acts. 
in the moment. Oh, absolutely. It's, you know, another thing I could have said, it's like a text from a friend out of nowhere. That's like not asking about a plan, just saying something funny or a photo or like that means more to me that I can ride the the dopamine high of that for a whole day. (laughs) Your mom, Amy, she wants to know, what do you look forward to in your 32nd year, I guess it's your 33rd year, right? You're turning 32. Mm-hmm. I was like, am I turning 33? I wasn't sure. You're entering your 33rd year on the planet. Anyway, what are you looking forward to? This what am year? I looking forward to? I'm looking forward to all of it. I mean, I like my day to day so much. Like I really like waking up and it's sunny out. I love that I get to live here. I feel really grateful for that every day. So I'm excited to hang out with my friends and be outside and drink coffee and just honestly, the simple things. Like I feel like I I keep thinking of the big thief song, little things. Yeah, it's all the little things that I that I appreciate the most, that I look forward to the most. I think that's it. Yeah. I, Thanks, I, I wonder if more of us are feeling that way too. I mean, I think that we have always felt that way, but I think that the pandemic has made us more appreciative of the the simple little things that, you know, when we didn't have them. Yeah, I th- I think you're right. I think it that definitely made us appreciate it more. And it's funny that now that I'm saying this in a voice texting sort of journaling way, I feel how different that is because I think if you it would have asked me this question in like 2019, I would have said this big trip I'm doing and I'm going to Europe and I'm going here and I'm doing that and these events that I'm doing. And and this year, like, I don't know, I might do some of that. I, I, I probably will travel a little bit this year, but I'm almost like not look it's not that i'm not looking forward to it but i'm just kind of like meh like it's it'll be cool i'm also excited to come back like i it's the little things i'm almost excited about more than that and that's almost not something i have to do but it's just like yeah it's a shift that i'm seeing now that i'm aware of that seems different as i've gotten older yeah and it's a it's sort of a theme that you've answered similarly to different questions Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Derek has a couple of questions. Hi, Derek. He said, if you could borrow indefinitely any piece of artwork for your home, what would it be? I oh think that's gosh. such a cool question and probably very hard to answer. <laughs> oh my goodness. What would you say, Sash? Sash, I really don't know. I feel like my answer to that would be to take all the pieces of artwork that I've been given by my friends over the years and have them framed and hung properly rather than anything that I do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, not- that's kind of what I, that's like where I was going because all the art I have in my place is from friends. My friend Christine gave me that piece of advice. She was like, she came in here like early on. She was like, we got to get some art on the wall. <laughs> like it's really stark in here. And I had all of my friends make things. And so I really love something like a cool collage or like like my friend Meredith's stuff I just love so much and 
something from from friends like people i really know and love honestly is what i would what i would pick yeah i love that it it again it's this this really similar response to very different questions it's like sort of the simple and the the love filled i i meaningful I yeah yeah it's really beautiful Dee Dee says, first of all, happiest birthday to you, sweet darling, and miss you so much. And she says that, well, she and I both have a growing list of people who don't know us, who we, you and I have talked about this, who are coming to our dinner party. It's just going to be like this amazing feast uh-huh. there, of course. But Derek had the same question. So Derek, Derek's phrased it like, if you could have a few drinks or a meal with anyone, who would it be? And, and Dee Dee asked the same question. And I know I always ask you that too, but is there somebody in the top of your list right now that you're like, oh yeah, they, I want to have coffee with them or dinner with oh, them? I mean, I love this question. And I also hate this question because yeah. it's so <laughs> hard. It's all, yeah. it, and it's always changing. Yeah. I, you know, I actually have a list in my phone. I don't know if I can if I can find it. I mean, there there are some people who are just like standbys on that list, like Terry Gross and God, like I know I have so many I have so many lit I'm trying to now I'm like distracted looking for this list that I should just stop looking for. But I used to like keep up basically a list in my oh here we go. <laughs> oh my God, I made this years ago. But I have, I do have a list. I'm not even going to read it, but I do have a list that I made years ago. Dinner, my dream dinner party. It's embarrassing to even read off, but I will maybe tell you later. And that's so funny. I made this on September 21st, 2019. And a lot of these people would still make the cut, but a lot of them might be like, oh, I don't know. I would definitely pick a bunch of people that I know and love because they're just people I love talking to and having conversations with. So I guess it's the same answer as as all of them, like the the yeah. people I talk to and and the people I talk to at the coffee shop every morning, and you and the people that you asked questions to here. That's kind of who I want around. Now I would love to meet new people and invite new people, and I feel like you know, obviously we have the the joke about Stanley Tucci, who we love, and we love his film Big Night, and you know he's obviously welcome, and we'd prefer it if he cooked. And bartended. You cooked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that I'll just leave it there because I could say a bunch of people that I don't know and I've never met and would love to meet or or talk to. I also really love all of the people in, in, in my life. And that's that's who I would want. Oh, yeah. I also have a, a, a list that's ever changing. But, you know, since we haven't had our winter solstice party for the last two years i think mm-hmm. it would that's my dream in a way like to have something like that just a, a if i could extend my apartment by you know a few hundred feet and then have this long long dinner dinner table down the middle of all these beautiful friends and loved ones from all over the world just gathering that would be so amazing yeah 100 percent. that's the best i love that party so much too yeah there's something really special about bringing people from all over the world that you love to get. I kind of thought I was going to do that on my Zoom birthday when I turned 30 in the pandemic, but it was also like just kind of weird because it was Zoom and it was the pandemic and I think the internet wasn't working and I was stressed, (laughs) but I made the joke, as you know, in the email that was like, 
this will probably only happen at my wedding if I have one of those and it's not looking good and at my funeral. So let's do it now on Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) So Angie has a question for you about the feng shui of your place. And she said, can you update us on the status of your relationship corner? (laughs) Well, I'm looking at it right now. It's, uh, it's looking good. And I think what she's alluding to is like, how's it working for me? (laughs) Well, Angie, people probably know Angie, if they've listened to this podcast for any length of time, she's part of this series of people, including Derek and many others that Sasha has friend, the friends of Sasha series. And Angie's an amazing architect and interior designer and feng shui consultant. And there's something called the Bagua map. And there's this corner that represents relationships. And it was so funny when I moved in here. Every place that I've moved into, a couple in Detroit, a couple in New York, and then just this one in LA, Angie has done a feng shui consultation for me about how to arrange everything when I move in. And we did it live on the podcast. And it was so funny us talking about the relationships corner then and me being like, just talking about what I was wanting relationships wise and where I was then. And it was really silly. And so, yeah, I mean, I do everything she tells me to do, except (laughs) she really wants me to get a headboard. And that's been something since when I was in my place in the East Village, Nick was in that episode with me. And I remember her being like, you really need a headboard. It's the stability of the relationship. And we, Nick and I looked at each other and we were like, the stability of the relationship. <laughs> Guess we need a headboard. But I never got a headboard and the relationship did end. So, <laughs> But I don't know. I still don't have a headboard. So the relationship's corner looks good. There's two of everything. I have two boots, that two ceramic boots that Christine made. I have two seashells. I have two candles. It's it's really sweet. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I feel really grateful and supported by my relationships. The romantic ones are like, I don't know. I haven't really prioritized dating. And by really, I mean at all this year. But maybe that will change later. Maybe that will change once I turn 32. <laughs> good. That sounds good. Cassinia, who is oh. uh, who lives up in Obenburg, but is selling their beautiful home and moving. Oh, no up. way. Yeah. She wants to know, it's a very big question. What makes you feel alive? Oh, that feels like a very her question. Yeah. Previous podcast guest many, many years ago. What makes me feel alive? What would you say to that one, Sash? I think being outside in nature, like really just that's when I feel my most free and alive and whole. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I think that for me, it's I like an extension of that. I think of people as nature, right? Like having a conversation with someone like this or especially in person but any time where we're focused i think i feel most alive anytime i'm i'm really focused and present and it's the easiest for me to do that when i'm with another person and i think of people as nature you know like that's yeah. kind of yeah people to me and i feel i know when i don't feel alive and that's when i'm like 
crunched over my phone weird and I'm like trying to get more emails done, but my foot's asleep and I haven't considered my body, you know, like anytime I'm like considering my body and stretching and speaking to someone and I feel much more alive then and like part of the fabric of the community and the the world and the earth and the universe and the atmosphere and the stars and the moon and all of it then when I feel like a robot, you know, when I'm treating myself like a robot and that's when I don't feel alive. So I guess whatever the opposite of that is. Yeah. Yeah. Connection yeah. maybe. Yeah. I think that's, that's a really, really perfect answer. I definitely think that when I am trying to do many, too many things and I'm underslept and just stressed out, I, I that's like the opposite of feeling alive to me. <laughs> so yeah, it's the worst. Amit, this is another big question. But Amit. Hi, Amit. This is so incredible. I mean, this is truly incredible. I, I can't believe you did this. Aww. So nice. Who or what makes you laugh? I know you love comedy, so I don't know if you want to like narrow that down. But um, Gosh. So, I mean, so many things. I think the thing that makes me laugh more than anything is like an inside joke, you know? Oh, like, yeah. Just something really specific that we both know. Like, nothing makes me laugh more than that. I mean, that's kind of everybody's answer. Like, the laughter. Like, my friend Pete talks about this on his podcast. Like, he calls it like church laughter, right? Like, when you're not supposed to be laughing and you're laughing, like, uh -huh. That is just so good. And I had a really good laugh with you the other day when <laughs> you were yawning in a voice text and then you were like, oh, I don't like yawning in voice text. And then I was texting <laughs> you back and I was like, I'm probably going to yawn in a voice text. And you were like, no, this is like uh, someone I know, yawn, you know, and we both just were laughing. So I don't even know what happened, but I remember where I was like, you know, per earlier, I was in a CVS and I was just laughing so hard thinking about what we were talking about and last night i every sunday night it's it's country western night at this bar in our our neighborhood and it's also like shares the back with a sushi restaurant it's like a funny thing so i was getting sushi with my friend sophie and it was like just us there like no one else was there but and we were just laughing about the way that this person who we know and love walks in a very cool way and I kind of was like about to say something about it. And before I could even say anything about it, she completes my sentence and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a saunter. It's a saunter. I'm like, I know exactly. And we both just like <laughs> lost it. It was so funny. Oh, I love that answer. I love how much Mike makes me laugh. Like he is mm. one of the funniest people I have ever met. And he's so subtly quiet funny mm -hmm. his jokes or his humor when there's a group of people often get missed because he's quiet but he's so funny i mean he just has me like rolled over all the time 100 percent, and that's the best sort of humor is like the subtle like not someone trying to go for the laugh but the person that's just like quietly exactly like mike yeah exactly <laughs> Kim, our dear friend Kim, your uh, one of your other East Village aunties. She yeah. has, what is your number one self-care act? That's so nice. Hi, Kim. Right now, you know what it needs to be? 
I could say a million things. Like it's very, I'm kind of like a dog. I need to be walked a lot. Like I need, I need to every day go on my weirdly long walk, listen to a lot of music and podcasts and fire off many minutes of voice text to people all over the world to like kind of feel okay. So I could say that. And I also need to prioritize sleep more. You and I had like a whole conversation about that. But I think what it really, really is, is alone time. And I'm I'm realizing that like self-care is whatever we define it as. And it can be really different for different people. It can be really different in different seasons. There are seasons where I've spent too much time alone and I need to be around people. And that would be self-care. It really just depends, you know? And I think everything is good. Like the things you think about when you typically think of self-care, like drinking enough water, going to sleep, moving in some way, stretching, being nice to yourself, connecting with other people, like all of those things are really good. But you, I think the the biggest thing about self-care is self-awareness of which bit of self-care you need in the moment and anything that can slow you down, like meditating and journaling. That's usually how I figure out which bit of self-care I need. Yeah, that's beautiful. So like the the real answer to that is becoming familiar with yourself and your needs well enough that you're not just looking at a prescribed idea of what self-care is. Yeah, yeah. Like for right now, I think it's needing alone time, but I figure that out because I meditate and journal and talk to people I love and walk and that I was able to be like, okay, that's what I need because I'm feeling overwhelmed, but it would be different in a different if you asked me in a different day. Yeah, absolutely. Like this morning, I knew that I had to get out, even though I was yesterday thinking I can't take any breaks because I've got too much work to do. And this morning, I was like, "There's the only way I will get work done is if I take a break, a long one, and go for a walk and get out of the neighborhood. You know, that was just, it, it was so clear that that's what I had to do. Yeah. And I love being able to listen to ourselves. Yeah, exactly. So I do have more questions, but I actually have one more surprise. Oh my God. And, um, this is, I feel like I'm going to combust. <laughs> We're going to, I don't know if we can do this, but hopefully we can. But I want to bring in a special guest. Oh my and they, God. And they're so nervous. <laughs> This week's episode is brought to you by another podcast. It's called Asian Boss Girl, and it's a podcast for the modern day Asian professional woman. Hosted by Melanie Chang, Helen Wu, and Janet Wang, they started Asian Boss Girl as girlfriends while balancing jobs in finance, technology, and media with corporate careers spanning over a decade. What started as a passion project podcast turned into a multimedia business, and they found themselves leaving their corporate jobs to grow this community full-time. Catch them as they learn how to navigate the new world of entrepreneurship, saying goodbye to stable paychecks and employer-funded health insurance. I know about that. It's, you know, very hard to say goodbye to. While sharing their experiences and exploring topics as 30-something Asian-American women working, managing relationships, and living in Los Angeles, California. On their show, you'll find conversations about navigating the corporate world as a person of color, mental and emotional health as children of immigrants, interviews with inspiring Asian women and men, 
and even blind dates recorded on mic. That sounds really like exciting content. You can check out all 150 plus of their episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to this podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. So grab a glass of wine or your Swiffer if you're cleaning and let's listen to their show. I love that. I also like Swiffering and listening while I Swiffer. Thank you so much. There's no other sponsors this week, and I just want to thank you so much for listening, especially to this special edition episode. And with that, I'm making everything on our website 32% off. So that means our kit. So we have these internet zines or self-study workshops. And because I'm turning 32 years old, 32% off the right kit, which is full of journaling prompts and writing prompts. You'll see it all there, but the code will be 32, just the number. And if you have any questions, let me know. I'm going to tell them right now to get in on the... Oh my God, I'm so nervous. (laughs) (laughs) This person has a bunch of questions for you. This person is... Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) hopefully um you'll get an indication of that i literally have my like my stomach is um (laughs) i'm i'm nervous (laughs) oh my god wow oh my gosh this is better than stanley tucci (laughs) hello we were just talking about you and how funny you are Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh my God. This is incredible. I meant to change my name to say mystery or something like that. And I totally forgot. This is incredible. Well, she, she said, she's like, it's not Stanley Tucci. And I was like, well, this is better. Oh, I don't know about that, but uh, I'll take that as a compliment. Cause we all love Stanley around here. Uh-huh. A big patron saint of this family. How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you doing? And I guess happy birthdays in order, sort of. Thank you. I'm honestly like so happy and shocked and like in awe of Sash that she planned all of this and that I can't stop smiling and I'm feeling like it's too much. Like I'm just so <laughs> grateful and wow, this is incredible. I'm so okay. happy you're here. Maybe we should introduce this special. Yes, guest. yes, yes. So this is Mike, my husband, <laughs> my non birth father. <laughs> Uncle. <laughs> sure. Non-birth uncle. Non- non-birth uncle. Welcome. First, Older brother. First podcast experience. Actually, I'm pretty sure you were in the podcast um, that we recorded upstate. Yeah, I was in the background for a couple of seconds. I shouted yeah. something out, probably obnoxious or uh, uninvited. But He was cooking us dinner, I think. Always invited. <laughs> Always invited preferred i would prefer if you were both always present Uh, thank you so i've got for you do you want to introduce it sash or what i was going to say mike has a a bunch of um he loves the uh the rapid fire questions so he has um, a series of those for you wow okay so now now that you've been in california for a a couple years now how long has it been it's just over it was i got here 2020 so Little wow. So, okay. So we, we figure you're probably, you know, 
into it now. You live there, you know all the hot spots, what to do. And just kind of curious what your thoughts are on uh, the competition between New York City and Los Angeles, since you've lived in both. And so I have some questions. Some uh, some topics, if you will, to see, uh, and you can uh, you can expand on the, your answer, or just say New York City or LA. Okay. To whatever I ask, and I'll start it off fairly easy with food related questions. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm just thinking of my. I'm hoping <laughs> I can keep this tight. <laughs> and if there's any questions that you are just too controversial, you know, you can edit it out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start off simple. Pizza. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing simple with me. I'm sure New York is better for pizza, but I feel like I've eaten more pizza recently since being here. And I have to give a big caveat to all of these answers that like, I think everyone here knows this, but we have to keep in mind several things about the answers to these questions, which are the majority of me living here has been a pandemic and I rarely leave the neighborhood. So what you were saying before about like, I really feel like I am still very, very new here, even though it has been two years. Got um, it. Uh-huh. But I do think, I don't know. I'll, I'll say New York, although I've eaten more pizza since being here, I think. <laughs> okay. So LA should get a half a point for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Coffee. Oh my gosh. It's a, I feel like all of these, I'm like really bad at this game. I want to say equal. Like I love so many coffee spots in New York and I love the memories of going to get coffee with you, Sash. And I love you running into me at, at one specific coffee place and you being like, Oh my God, are you on drugs? Because coffee would like, I was so new to coffee then and it would hit me so hard, but I guess I have to pick here because I really love my routine of walking to the coffee shop and the friends that I talk to and meeting friends there. And oh, it's such a tie, but do I have to choose? How does this work? You know, however you answer is the right answer. Okay. <laughs> so tie. Um, tacos. Um, tacos is upstate New York, the ones that you make. Oh, perfect answer. Oh, good answer. <laughs> homemade. Maybe you can give a little context. Homemade <laughs> tortillas, people. Yes. Yes, homemade tortillas and generally only breakfast tacos, which are hard to find in New York City. They're so good. Oh, I miss those tacos. Mm. <laughs> um, Al fresco dining. Oh, here for sure. I mean, yeah. that's just a weather. You issue. don't like the, uh, you know, the, all the car smog and no, you got the smog up there, but the car driving by in New York City, that doesn't appeal as much. No, no. No, although I do, I did like dining on your roof with you, Sash. Like yeah. I remember us having salad, a really good salad that you made up there and record club up there. Yeah, honestly, the roof situation, such yeah. a New York thing and really mm-hmm. fun to be on a roof, which I haven't been on a roof in a very long time. So that I would say New York for sure. But, you know, I think also COVID has made... I, I just think of LA as an eating outside everywhere you eat outside, but I'm pretty sure that was because it probably wasn't as much like that before. I just don't know any different. Right. But I love good answer. Outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I love a picnic. Um, what about farmers markets? Oh, oh, I mean, I guess I'd have to say here because the fruit is just so they're, you know, walking yeah. around and people giving out fruit. And I really like going to the farmer's market on Sundays. We had a real 
like all my friends and I would go to the Atwater Farmer's Market every Sunday. And that was really lovely. But I also have really nice memories of going to the Union Square Farmer's Market with you. And I would love walking through there. Was it, is it Thursdays? Right? Mm, Wednesday. Yeah. I would love walking through there and I would get a lot of the samples of the potato chips and um, (laughs) several other things as I would walk through. (laughs) That's great. Okay. Let's see. Um, Organic grocery stores. Oh, I never, I'll say this. And I think both of you know this about me. I never feel more at home wherever city I'm in. I remember finding the health first health food store when I got to Bali. There's something about like the smell of nutritional yeast and like a bulk (laughs) section that makes you feel so at home wherever you are. So I love a health food store. Oh, that's hard. I mean, I love, I, I, again, they're all ties. Like I love East Village Organic and all the stores that I would, that one like on the way to the West Village, like Lifetime or something. Like I love all the, the non-chain health food stores I would always go to in New York. And then I treat this neighborhood like New York where I don't grocery shop and have a very small refrigerator. And so I go to the market a bunch of times and there's, you know, a little, shop near me called La Tropicana. And I, I like j- jumping in there for a couple of things. And I like going to this place cookbook and I work at a shop in the, in the neighborhood here where I like, you know, not to brag at a discount and like <laughs> buy certain things. And so I think it's a, an, again, a tie. Perfect. Yeah. Whenever we travel, the first thing is to find the, the good grocery store and we'll spend half of our vacation in them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's really fun. And it's like, it, it shows you, you get to find things that you wouldn't get to find somewhere else. And yeah, I, I, I love it so much. Yeah. I do that too. Let's move on to culture and entertainment. This is so fun and cool. <laughs> um, museums. Well, th- I mean, that's easy. I just have to like completely 100% say New York. And this is a little bit embarrassing but also a little a little bit out of my control i have not been to one museum since i've been here because they were closed and and now they're all open but i just haven't been and i i just the museums in new york are so wonderful but i'm sure there's many great ones here i've been to some galleries here and some open that was my next one was going to say art galleries is that the have you been able to yeah yeah i have been here to some great ones but we also went to some great ones I have some memories of being at some with you guys and so many in New York. And so I think, I think both, I, I think, yeah, definitely <laughs> both. The seeming left very um, bi-coastal. I know. I mean, first of all, as both of you know, I'm the least competitive person that you'll ever meet. So it's very hard for me to choose and make like definitive choices. And I think about New York and LA in general of like, New York is the greatest city in the world and it's so magical and sparkly and there's no place like it. And I always wanted to live there more than anything in the world. And I had no concept for California growing up. I'd never even been here. I didn't understand what it even would be like to be this West. And I had no plan on moving here. I just kind of ended up here and I really do love it. But I think I love it because I happen to drop into this neighborhood and a community and I do love the weather and it just sort of worked out at a very particular time in my life and a very particular time in the world with the pandemic and it it was so specific and I think that 
it's hard for me to compare the two because of that and because I haven't spent time here outside of the pandemic. And I feel like it's very correct for me right now. And I really love it. And I feel so grateful. But I also haven't really even... This is cool that we're doing this. And feels a little like therapy because I haven't even processed like that I left New York. You know what I mean? Like I think if I knew I was leaving for good, I would have like said goodbye to you guys properly or like, you know what I mean? Like gone to places for the last, it would have been like a whole big thing, but I didn't yeah. really get to do that in New York, which is, feels weird. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's see. How about, let's go to people for a moment. What about um people watching? Oh, New York. That's hands York. down. Things are too spread out here. Okay. Yeah. So, but this, well, let's see about this one. Celebrity sightings. Oh, well, Let's see. I saw Mark Marin the other day. A couple, someone from a band that I love came into the shop the other day when I was working and I almost said like, oh, and I had been listening to it earlier. So that would have been kind of funny if his music was playing when he came in. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've seen, I guess, just a couple here. I, 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 saw, I saw one that I was really excited about. Recently, um, I've been on a real Liz Fair kick, and I saw her. Oh, really? <laughs> so I, yeah, that was pretty cool. But I, I, I guess I, I saw so many um, more in New York. I think because I was there a bit more time, and it's just I think you see more there because of how, just how the city is set up with walking mm-hmm. and the subway and such. Yeah, yeah, they seem to to blend in a little better, probably in New York. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I just haven't been out as much here. I think that celebrities feel more free to just get on the subway and walk around in New York because New Yorkers are so cool about celebrities. We don't run up to them and ask for their signature and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. What about, um, I put this one under, under Good Samaritans. So like helpfulness amongst your fellow populace. Oh, that's such a good one. Again, I have to say all these sorts of ones, definitely New York. I'm sure, I'm sure there are very nice, lovely people here. And I've like encountered so many kind strangers, but part of it is being inward because of the circumstances. Yeah. And, but I mean, that's something I loved so much about New York. Like I remember a, a scary situation that happened with me on the subway once. I don't know if I told you guys about maybe I'll, I'll tell you later, but the lovely part about it is that this kind of wild thing happened. I'll just like, I'll tell you the whole thing later. I mean, I'd tell everyone here too, but basically it was like kind of me too and icky and weird when I like got off, I was getting off of the subway, like on the, the L coming back from, from Brooklyn to the East village, like maybe the second week I had moved. And even though this kind of icky thing happened two seconds later, Everyone was around me helping me who was, who saw it happen. And this one person was like, Hey, I'm going to walk behind you for a couple blocks. Okay. Just like, don't, is that cool with you? Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Like, and I feel like that sort of thing happened so often in New York that just would, it felt like the city was a character itself that would like bring together everyone as a little cell in an organism, you know? Yeah, I mean, New York gets the uh, the rep of having actually like gruff and and people that don't have time for you. But if you're in trouble, I think it's one of the, the best places to be. And you'll see five different people arguing 
trying to help a tourist on what's the best way to get to downtown or, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. That, and it's, oh, it like makes me emotional. I couldn't. Yeah. I love that so much about New York. This is making me want to come visit you guys. Really bad. <laughs> okay. A few more. And I put this under, this is real rapid fire. So you okay. um, just say the first thing Hurry that comes up. to your mind. Um, yeah. No, 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 no. All right. Atlantic Ocean or Pacific Ocean? Uh, Pacific. <laughs> Coney Island or Venice Beach? Coney Island, especially when I took the subway there by accident. <laughs> LAX or JFK? The LAX. Central Park or Griffith Park? Central Park. Statue of Liberty or the Hollywood sign? Statue of Liberty. Although I see the <laughs> Hollywood sign a lot more. It's much more easy yeah. to see. And I don't think. Yeah. I would um, <laughs> the Valley or Queens? Queens, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Car or subway? Subway. And the last one. La La Land or Rent? Well, I'll let I'm just gonna let everyone here answer that. That is not even a that's not a question. I know. I threw that one at the end just to I was I was just hoping. I was like, if there's not a rent reference in, in this pile of questions from Mike, what are what are we even doing here? Saved it for last. <laughs> that's incredible. I mean, well, can I briefly I know we don't have a ton of time, but First of all, thank you. This was, I'm truly like so honored and shocked. But one of my favorite memories with you, Mike, is when, well, I don't even know if everyone here knows this, but they, I just assume that everyone does because it's like a defining characteristic in my personality. I love Rent and I also like, I watched it for the first time when I was like seven years old and I've seen it performed and, and acted a, a weirdly large amount of times and as you know and i um i had on when the national tour was happening the person who played mark cohen my friend danny we became friends and he did this podcast and there was a drinking game when i was in college where my friend had to read rent for um school like in the a class that i wish i had taken and they would open the the book the script to any section and they would point and someone would read a line and i could recite the next line like it's so <laughs> baked into my brain that it's so in there and anyway sasha you must have been upstate or something or you were yeah. gone yeah okay. yeah sasha was gone and i came over to their apartment and Mike made us soup and we watched what were we even watching? It was like the it was some it sort was of the live, live TV. Yeah, one of the networks put on a live version and it had brought, they brought back some of the original cast to make little appearances and uh, yeah. It was really incredible and like a really I really loved that night. <laughs> <It was very laughs> and I hadn't sweet. seen it since, I mean, I saw Rent in probably 98 or so, and I hadn't seen anything since then. So it was great to, to catch it again because it was a yeah. great show. And it was really cool to be in the East Village where like all my references growing up in the Midwest barely having ever been to New York. But, you know, here I am living, you know, walking around on Avenue A and like the, all of these references that are baked into my brain. Now I'm living in these fields. And it was cool because then I would talk to you about it and what it was like when you saw it when it was 1990, you know, the whole thing. It was just, mm -hmm. I yeah, so that's not even a question. 
Well, if I tally up the scores, uh, we have a tie, it seems so. But we're going to give it to New York. Yeah. <laughs> Where my heart is. Because I'm a bit biased. I did live right. in Los Angeles for a year, so um, I have experienced all these that I, everything from the fire, from the uh, quick fire. I've, oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, we'd have to get Mike's responses another time. <laughs> yeah. Another time, yes. <laughs> so I'll leave you back to go back to Sasha and, and whatever final question she has for you. Or, but um, it was great talking to you uh, and hope we can see you soon, either visiting or you visit us or, or both. This is really incredible. Me too. Thank you so much. This is so meaningful. Give me your answer to La La Land or, or Rent. Well, um, it's interesting because I, I love La La Land, but Rent. Yeah. Cool. Definitely Rent. I should <laughs> revisit La La Land. I haven't seen it since the theater and since living yeah. here. Well, I love you. Thank you so much. This was so special and meaningful. You're very welcome. Truly, it was fun, like, to, fun to be on here. this. Bye, Thank Mike. you. Bye. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Wow. <laughs> this is incredible. What else have you got up your sleeve? This is truly the best Sorry. day of my life. <laughs> I'm going to send you all the other questions so that you can, you know, see, because I, I know we're running out of time Aww. now. Maybe you should just keep them for next year. Oh, maybe. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much. I mean, this is incredible. I, I love you so much. I'm so grateful. I'm having so much fun. And I'm just, I can't believe I, I really, you have so much on your plate. And I, I said to you, I was like, don't prepare anything only if you have time for this. Like, I don't want this to take up any time or space. I can't believe that you did all of this. It's so nice, Ash. Well, I, I, I love that we have like some people in common or I haven't even met some of your friends. Like I haven't met Simi, but I have a lovely feeling about her. And it's just so nice to, to connect with people who love you. And just to let you know that all these people really love you and they all had lots of fun questions for you. I feel so emotional about this. This is so <laughs> incredible. And I'm truly, I'm so grateful. I, I know you have to go, but I could keep doing this for hours. I can tell you them, but the one is, uh, what's the best dream you've ever had? That's quite probably long. And the other one is, what band, composer, or DJ changed your life the most and why? Yeah, not, uh, we'd be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm long-winded for, for a short question anyway, so I'm not sure where, where I thought that that would go. I love you so much. Thank you for doing this. Is there anything else that, that you want to yeah, say or share? happy birthday and i and like mike said i hope we get to see you in one or other coast soon and um, i haven't been to la since 1989 and my sister charlotte and i grew, were greyhounding around the country and we had a, a short stop in la very scary where we were staying near the greyhound station and um, we didn't really get the concept of the driving thing you know i'd been living in new york only a year then but we hadn't didn't have cars obviously and so we made it a thing to walk to the hollywood sign which we never reached but <laughs> it's just we just didn't get it we just didn't get la at all but i'd love to go back with you being there and just have a very different experience to that me too i think about it all the time i can't wait for you to come back we got to get you back here and i'm excited to to just hang with you here. I think it'll be so fun. And I, I get that about walking. I kind of try to treat LA like New York and, and walk weirdly long distances to other people, but it's, it's like nothing 
in in New York, but there are just some things that are like, oh well, this is a highway. This is not yeah. meant to be like this. <laughs> oh yeah, we also got stopped for um, jaywalking there. Got a pretty hefty fine for it. Really? Yeah. Like a cop had been. Well, he's apparently we'd done it a lot of times, and this was like the final straw. <laughs> and we got each got Charlotte just ripped hers up because she didn't live in this country, but. Mine was sent to the family where I was an au pair and they paid it before I got back, which was $50 in 1989. So it's like, I don't know what the equivalent to that would be, but that was half my wages for a week then. So it was crazy. That's nice that they paid it. No, no. I mean, they paid it on my behalf. Oh, you had to pay them back. I was like, that's really nice of them. I see. I see. Well, I love you so much. Thank you again for doing this. And if anyone is getting married or needs an officiant for anything, where should they find you? Yeah, so Although my you're very booked, but Sasha Jones Ceremonies, and that's S A C H A uh, Jones Ceremonies plural, and um, and that's me on Instagram too. And definitely check out my Instagram page because I have I post a lot of my ceremonies there and. Uh, it's a good place to check out what I'm doing. And yeah, just follow everything that she does. Sign up for her newsletter and I'll say all this on my own as well. I love you. Should we do another deep breath? Yes, definitely. Let it out. <sighs> Lovely. Thank you. This was so fun. Thank you, my love. I hope you have a lovely rest of your afternoon. Isn't Sasha the best? I love her so much. I will post the bike photo of her in her red dress that Bill Cunningham took of her. And I'll post the photo of us meeting for the first time at a writing workshop where she made me a smoothie and we're both eating them out of glass jars. I'll try to track that image down as well as some photos from us upstate (laughs) during the trip we talked about a little bit in this and maybe I can even track down a photo of Mike's famous breakfast tacos all of that will be on let it out's Instagram it's at let it out with three t's this episode was so cheery and special but it's taken me forever to jump on here and record this little postscript because this week has felt so opposite I think with my birthday coming up I was feeling a bit a bit of a depression, I guess. Maybe it's the weird pressure or turning a year older. I'm not quite sure what it was. The last two birthdays have been quite weird. Turning 30 at like peak pandemic and last year was also strange. And I've just been stressed with a lot on my plate. And anyway, I couldn't bring myself to record this because I was feeling so down and I didn't want to kill the cheerful mood of this episode and I tried all these different times I I tried reading this Gregory Corso poem that I found that's actually called writ on the eve of my 32nd birthday a slow thoughtful spontaneous poem which I related to but I'm not quite sure I liked and I don't think we're meant to like or even be comforted by every poem we read all the time But that didn't feel right, and I just couldn't decide how to do this. And I probably could have just been like, this is my conversation with Sasha. 
that was my conversation with Sasha <laughs> and called it a day, but uh, I, I really couldn't decide. And then something incredible happened. I lost my wallet. I took a break from trying to record this. I left, did an errand, lost my wallet. And let me tell you, it was stressful, you know? And it just became this cool thing that completely distracted me from feeling weird about all the things I was feeling weird about. And I just had to move forward. And the entire situation reminded me of something that I wrote in my journal at the beginning of this year, which was about the new year. And I put a lot of pressure on it. I think I was doing my version of Woody Guthrie's New Year's Ruins. <laughs> and I really wanted 2022 to be better or even good. <laughs> and the truth is, it's going to be like any other year, which is jam-packed with good bits and weird bits and all of it is out of my control and trying to control any of the bits is going to make me feel uncomfortable and I accepted that it was gone and I stopped looking and worked on getting myself a new license and and I know this is so earnest but I'm just really grateful we all have so many difficult things that we work through or just annoying things, sometimes really heavy things. And I think through all of it, it's really important to have company, not necessarily feel comforted or make the problems go away, but to have company. I'm going to leave you with some voice texts that Sasha sent me the other day. And this was actually pre-Wallet Losing Saga. And it will just show you that that happening was really a pile on of some already occurring <laughs> stress. But her messages were really the company that I needed that day. And the piece of advice that she offers is so simple, but very related to let it out and breathing, <laughs> which I often forget. If you live in New York City and you are getting married congratulations and also should sasha marry you i mean probably maybe i think it'd be pretty cool i would love for you to look into her being an officiate sasha jones ceremonies and also she's doing another cleanse it starts we mentioned it in this. It starts on May 9th. And you know what? I think I'm going to do it. And maybe we could all do it together. So join me and Sash. The link is there. And it will be in my newsletter, which I'll use this as an opportunity to remind you about the Let It Out letter. Goes out every week or so. And I would love if you wanted to sign up to have you there. And all these links will be delivered right to you. And just a few quick last things, since it's sort of a new year on this podcast, I would love to hear your feedback of what I can do better, what you like, and who you'd like to eavesdrop on me having a conversation with. The sky's the limit. You can nominate people. And also my project with Kayleen Schaefer that I mentioned last week, it's about friendship. So thank you to those of you who filled out the survey. Kayleen and I will pick 
some people from the people who took the time to send the survey and she has offered to send a couple copies of her book and I will do the same with Let It Out. God damn, that was a lot of announcements. I weirdly had more, but forget it. Here's my uh, really nice voice text. Hey, my love, you sound really stressed out and busy and uh, so much going on on your plate. I can feel it. Um, I just want to say, and I know this, I don't want this to sound condescending, but I, I know that the only thing that helps me when I'm really, really frazzled like that is to breathe with that longer exhale than inhale. And, um, and I'm only saying it because I sometimes forget when I'm in the middle of it. Um, but it really, really helps. And, um, I just, you can do it while you're doing all the things. You can do it while you're recording, while you're doing the projects, while you're running, doing laundry errands and stuff. And um, it really, really helps me when I remember. It usually takes me far too long to get there. <laughs> so I always really like when somebody reminds me of that, but it's just, um, you know, like a, say a four inhale and a seven exhale um it can really really help just uh just get you back to a place and um it usually helps me to be more productive sometimes it's literally just sitting down for one minute just stopping lying in shavasana for one minute and breathing just to get you back and i could hear you trying to do that and but sort of like by correcting yourself in your way you were describing things but there's there's you know i get it it's okay i know you can also you can be stressed and grateful at the same time there's no need to apologize about that stuff but um just give yourself a break and um like a literal break one minute that's all you need all right darling love you so much and um tomorrow is another day lots of love bye I'm just so grateful that you're here and I will talk to you next week. Sam Salad, founder of Meals Clothing, is here. It's really funny. He's so funny. So come back next week. I love you. 